podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back. The boys are back. Of course, yeah, it's, it's Scott and Chauncey today on the mic. Uh, look, you know, I, I think probably the moment it came out of my mouth on the classic Bosco's Boys episode that I did with Grant, uh, I think the moment it came out of my mouth, I was like, well, I'm probably going to have to come on and do a midweek show. Uh, because that's just how things go. Luckily, it's for a good reason. It is Arthur Kaluma, the transfer from Creighton, committed to the K-State Wildcats. Now, not every commitment, uh, especially in the past, not every commitment has been something where I felt like, all right, hey, I have to come on here and talk, because I'm not a recruiting expert by any means. Uh, you know, if, if, if we string together a handful of big commitments and stuff, you know, I'll, I'll try to get Drew Galloway or Derek Young from K-State Online on to talk about some of the stuff. But in this Jerome Tang era, it seems like every recruiting win he's had outside of, you know, that first freshman class uh, it is reason enough for me to come on here and talk about how massive it is. Now, again, I, I'm not I'm not some expert. I'm not someone who is great at uh, scouting reports. I'm not going to be able to really tell you anything that I can't read off of a box score or you know someone smarter than me like Jimmy putting out advanced stats. But these are big enough commitments that Drum Tang is beating. Absolute blue bloods. Jerome Tang is grabbing some of the best players, not only in the portal, but in the high school ranks. Uh, Jerome Tang, seemingly every pickup he gets is taking K-State one step closer to being a Final Four team. Taking K-State closer to being a national champion type team. Now, before I talk about Arthur Kaluma specifically, um, th- I mean... <laughs> I have to put my hands up and uh, be honest. I, I I don't think over the, you know, weirdly enough, I mean, approaching 700 shows, we're going to hit our 700th show sometime during football season. Um, I, I try not to lie. I try not to uh, gaslight anyone. I I've been worried. I've I've kind of spazzed out uh, at times during this basketball off season because you look at the season that we just had, you look at how much fun it was and, and, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you, you missed this feeling with basketball. Now, Bruce Weber gave us three seasons where you really had uh, true excitement, and, but it, it, it had been three years since you felt it. And, you know, I, I kind of count myself in this. There, there is this bloodthirst for 
good basketball. You know, nothing can compare to the week of buildup to a game in football season, but the fact that you're getting two games a week, the fact that almost every night of the week during college basketball season, there is a game that is affecting you either in the conference standings or in bracketology, bracket watch, all that type of stuff. And getting to go back to that, getting to experience it, getting to kind of live and die, not only with every K-State basketball game twice a week, but being so hyper-focused on uh, teams you're battling for seeding, teams you're battling in the Big 12 hunt, I didn't want to give that up. I didn't want to go from battling at the top of things, going for a two seed, even though you didn't get it, going for a possible shot at the Big 12 title. I didn't want to fall back to just being a bubble team. And I was a little worried about that. Uh, You picked up Tyler Perry, which was massive, but you waited so long and you were staring down three open spots. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I I was telling everyone, you know, it's going to be, everything's going to be fine. No, that, that, that isn't what I was doing. I was worried. I was spazzing out a little, little bit. I was thinking to myself, why didn't they take shots at some of these guys uh, like a Tamir Bates? Some of these guys that you saw, uh, you know, Missouri go after. Some of these guys that you saw Iowa State go after. Some of these guys who, hey, they had interest in K State, but as reported, we didn't have interest in them. You have to fill out a roster. What are we going to do? All this type of stuff. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't worrying because I was, but I think we, and I, I say this, I say this knowing I'm not going to take my own advice, but maybe some of you will be smarter than I am. Um, I, I think with this, uh, pickup of Arthur Kaluma and wrapping it up in one day while he's on his visit. While Alabama and Kentucky both desperately are trying to get him on campus, I, I, I think we can get to the point where it's where we say, look, it, it doesn't matter what the hand Jerome Tang is dealt, he is going to put together a roster that is capable of competing at the top of the Big 12. And if you're competing at the top of the Big 12, that's going to put you in position to make a run in March. And I I, I, I just think we, we are living in a timeline where, uh, and, and I'm not going to talk about the football team uh, this episode, um, but, but you are living in a timeline where you have two truly elite coaches leading your two big programs. And it is wild to have so much uh, confidence in in seeing the proof in the pudding uh, with these two teams. Um, So again, if if K-State is finding themselves in a situation in basketball next year where you're having to fill four scholarships and you're sitting in early June and you still have three spots open and you're wondering, how are you going to find quote-unquote dudes? How are you going to find elite level talent. Uh, I mean, look, is Arthur Kaluma going to be an all American like Keontae Johnson? Probably not, but he's a guy who can compete at an all big 12 level. 
And we went back-to-back years where we found that sort of a guy into summer after, you know, that portal frenzy has already ended. Um, And it's absolutely massive. I'm going to dive into kind of what makes this such a massive pickup here in a moment. But before I do, if you want to have a massive, if you want to have an epic, if you want to have an elevated summer night, it always starts with a ice-cold, refreshing beer from Manhattan Brewing Company. Manhattan Brewing Company is the best brewery in the state of Kansas. And every crazy, every great, every perfect summer night starts with a beer from Manhattan Brewing Company. I tell you what, it's actually been a little bit more mild. You know, I think later in the week it's going to get back up into the 90s. But I, I have enjoyed just cracking open a towny wheat right on my patio as Chauncey's going wild, running around like a maniac trying to catch a squirrel and just enjoying this great summer weather with a towny wheat outside after I clock off work. Before the Royals game, which I went to and they lost, what did me and my brother do? We had some towny wheats, uh, some tasty IPAs, and a tang party out in the parking lot of Kauffman Stadium. When I went up to Milwaukee to see my uh, one of my best friends, what did I do? I took him some Manhattan Brewing Company. If you need it for a gift, if you need it to relax after a long day, or if you want to tailgate uh, before a concert, before a baseball game, and before you know it, football game, Manhattan Brewing Company is the beer for you. I promise you, your new favorite beer is brewed by Manhattan Brewing Company. Check them out the next time you're in Manhattan or politely yet firmly demand your local liquor store carries their beers. All right, Arthur Kaluma, he was an 11-6 and player for Creighton last year, scoring 11 points a game, 6 rebounds, and some folks, and, and, I, and I saw some of the pushback on this. I saw some folks say, well, wasn't he only, you know, the third or fourth best player on Creighton, all this type of stuff? Oh, wasn't his scoring, wasn't he only the fifth high score at Creighton, all this type of stuff? Well, first off, Creighton got nothing from their bench. This guy, Kaluma, and, and basically the entire Creighton Blue Jay team, they were having to play, you know, over 30 minutes a game. Uh, Kaluma was on the all-freshman team in the Big East, the second-best basketball conference in America his freshman year. He was starting and playing big minutes for Creighton, which was a team who made it to the second weekend, who was super dangerous, one of the better teams in the Big East, and he was a big-time player. Now, I think that Creighton played this five-out system. They they really played with Almost no structure. I think in, in, tank, in our team, Jerome Tang, it is a high pace. It, it is not a Bruce Weber. Every move has a meaning offense. There is a lot less structure, but there's more structure than Creighton's. And I think the way they're go- we're going to be able to spread it out and have you know Tomlin and Gasson flashing the paint, opening up more space for Kaluma, he's going to thrive even more with K-State. He improved his three-point shooting by 5% from his freshman to sophomore season. And this guy knows what it's like to play big-time basketball week in and week out. That is something that you got when you when you picked up Keontae Johnson. That is something that, God bless Tyler Perry, he does not know. 
Tyler Perry may come in and he actually might be one of the better defenders on this team because he's played four seasons in that no middle defense uh, in that system. He knows what he's getting involved in, but he's not going to understand the grind that is going to come in Big 12 play. Now the Big East, it's not the Big 12. It isn't the Big 12, but it's it's the second best conference. So this guy, know, he's, he's started over 60 games. He's started every game that he has played in at Creighton. He's started over 60 games. And this guy is an absolute highlight. He's throwing down dunks. He's doing the sham god layups, you know, with his opposite hand. He's able to hit the three. He's able to score at all three levels. He's able to defend. And this was a guy coming into his sophomore year was getting mock drafts in the first round. This is going to be an NBA draft pick. While he has two years of eligibility, I think if things go the way I anticipate them going, and if things go the way I hope they do, I think he's only going to be at K-State for one year, and I think he's going to be a first-round draft pick. I think if K-State has the type of season we all want them to, I think there's a very real chance you see Naquan Tomlin and Arthur Kaluma going in the first round. And if you want to look at and, and this stat, I want to give credit to Cole Manbeck of 3Maw, the KC Sports Network K-State pod. He pulled this stat out there, and he, and he put it out on Twitter. Creighton had 20 games versus top 75 ranked teams in Ken Palm defense this past season. In those games, Kaluma averaged 12 points on 44% from the floor, 34% from three, with 6.1 rebounds. He grabbed 16 rebounds against UConn, which was the number three rebounding team in the nation. This is a guy who has a large resume of teams who are, uh, are high quality, he has a resume of playing big games in March, and he steps up and he wins those games, and he plays great in those games. According to ESPN, K-State is the only program in the nation to grab two top 20 transfers, Kaluma and Perry. If you use CBS's portal rankings, K-State and West Virginia are the only two schools to grab top 20 guys. Again, K-State, while we only grabbed two, while we had to wait a lot for this second one, Jerome Tang has done exactly what he said he was going to do. He said he was going to go out and find experienced guys who are going to set K-State up to be in a position where they can compete for the Big 12 and compete for the Final Four. And he's going to fit in perfectly with this team. Now, Tyler Perry is 5'11", you know, 5'10", 5'11". Not a lot of length there. But then you move on to Cam Carter, who's 6'5". Kaluma, who is 6'7". Naquan Tomlin, who is 6'11". David Gasson, who's 6'9", 6'10". Again, you're going to be rolling out there with an extreme amount of length with an extreme amount of athleticism. And while there is a lot of excitement for Kaluma and what he does on offense, this guy has the athletic ability and the drive that he can be just a good just as good of a defender. The combination between Tomlin and Kaluma guarding these wings because again the the days of a 
Twin Towers, two bulky guys, you know, a power forward who's 6'9", 250 or something like that, you know, the, the day you might see one guy on a roster, you're not going to have two of them. And when you have the level of length and athleticism guarding the wings, that is going to cause problems for every single team K-State lines up against. We're not going to see a team in the country who matches up with the length and the athleticism and the explosion that Tomlin and Kaluma can bring you on the wings. I'm not kidding. Folks, I, 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 I try not to be hyperbolic, uh, which I, I know some of you guys are going to scoff. Some of you guys are going to laugh at that statement, which is fine. It is what it is. But grabbing Kaluma again, takes this team for where I was. Hey, probably right side of the bubble. Hey, you're probably between an 11 and a 9 seed, 11 and an 8 seed. I truly believe with this addition... That takes K-State up to, like I said, at worst, maybe a six seed. You know, I, I truly think the baseline now for this team is going to be a six seed and finishing fifth in the Big 12. You know, that's if, hey, they don't really find any other dudes. Maybe some of these guys don't progress quite to the level that we want. And if that's the the backstop, if, if that's kind of like, eh, you know, that, that's kind of an okay type team that Drum Tank put together. We are in good hands. And again, folks, we still have two openings. You know, grad transfers are still popping into the portal every single week. I, I don't I don't know who the next guy's gonna be because again, I didn't I, I wasn't sitting here thinking, hey, we're we're gonna grab, you know, a twenty year old from Creighton who is averaging in his career, you know, eleven and six. You know, I, I, I didn't think that, you know. I don't know who they're going to uncover. But when you take into account the roster that they now have assembled, you take into account the jumps and some of the stuff you're starting to hear from Manhattan about Cam Carter, when you're starting to read some of the feedback that Naquan Tomlin got from the NBA draft process, when you dive in deeper and deeper into Tyler Perry's career that he had at North Texas, and you look at this non-conference schedule that's getting put together, I mean, I'm already starting to, you know, get excited looking forward to November. Now, I'm not trying to fast forward through football season at all, but folks, I, 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 I think that, I think there's a very real chance, and... and I, I think I, I think let, let me phrase it like this. I think if K State was located in any other state in America, you know, it, it's a blessing and a curse, uh, you know, sharing the state with KU when it comes to basketball because it gives you once a season, Bramlage Coliseum turns into the most hostile, the loudest, the rowdiest, the best atmosphere in college basketball. And I do think that there is kind of like, okay, you're in the state of Kansas. You have this benchmark that you're driving towards, and that kind of drives you towards something uh, 
you know, try, trying to find your true ceiling going against them. But, but if you put K-State in even other crazy basketball-rich states, Indiana, put them in Kentucky. Again, we kick Kentucky's ass uh, grabbing Kaluma, grabbing Tyler Perry. You know, put us down in Alabama. Put you where all these other basketball, even, even in North Carolina, you would be looking at this team saying, man, they are going to make some noise. But being in the state that we are, especially when the big media market, Kansas City, is so up their own ass trying to avoid talking about K-State, I feel like this is going so unnoticed. But if you look at what the national folks are saying, when you look at where the rankings are for these transfers, yeah, it it, it sucks that you're going to have to you know, make up for Noel and Keontae Johnson's production. But folks, you, you found about as good of possible replacement for those two guys as you could have hoped for in the portal. And you have an entire offseason of development for some of these returners. You have three top 100 recruits coming in. I, I don't think there's ever been, and I, I've said this a few times, in, in modern college basketball, I don't think there has ever been a better or more exciting time to be a K-State fan. And grabbing Arthur Kaluma is a massive, massive piece of it. Um, I'm not going to make a mistake and say, hey, I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, maybe I should because maybe he'll he'll then commit. But uh, Darion Reed started his official visit with K-State today, uh, June 13th, as I uh, am recording this. He's, again, this is the type of recruits that we're going after now. He's the number 24 ranked guy in the nation, the number 9 small forward or number 8 small forward, depending on uh, what recruiting site you like best, the number 2 player in the state of Georgia. He's six foot seven. As a small forward, so on the wing. And folks, again, the, the, the caliber of player, the level that we are now recruiting at. Again, he has a KU offer. He has a Tennessee yes. trying to close the deal again. It's, it's net, it, you know, outside of that first recruiting class, you know, it was the, uh, you know, the Michael Beasley class and all that type of stuff. I, I truly think Jerome Tang is going to own, like if when, when you look at the top five recruiting classes, prep high school recruiting classes in the history of K-State basketball, I think it'll be that one, the Michael Beasley, Bill Walker class, and then I think it's going to be four classes from Jerome Tang. It's such a great time to be a Wildcat where this basketball program's going. If you're able to lock that up and pair him with David Castillo, who is a five-star on ESPN, he, he's a top 50 guy uh, across the board, grabbing two top 25, two top 50 recruits with some big fish that they're still hunting. Folks, again, it, it's never been a better time to be a K-State Wildcat. 
Uh, and, and honestly, it's it's super fun following this all around. You know, hashtag no free ads. But if you're not uh, subscribed over at K-State Online or EMA Online or Go Paracat, following along uh, these recruiting sites and following the developments, uh, you're missing out. Because, again, it, it's both sports. Both sports are recruiting at a level that we probably – haven't seen st- sustained. You know that there there's a small blip at the same time, uh, early Frank Martin, Bob Huggins days, and Ron Prince, who is a sociopath, but he had pretty highly ranked uh, recruiting classes. Uh, but but we have not seen seen this sustained over a three four year period, and I think we're going to. Um, so. I know this probably wasn't the best content. This is this is one of those episodes where I get on here and I think whether or not you guys want to listen to this, this is almost kind of become a time capsule uh, of you know weekly, sometimes daily of my moon mood, my excitement following along uh, K State athletics and and this one is kind of going to just really kind of be that time capsule of emotion and excitement. And I hope that I'm sharing that uh, with you guys. Again, you're probably going to come around, come away from this, and it's going to be, oh, there wasn't much substance to that episode at all. Uh, it is what it is. I, I, I truly think that this is a banner moment for this upcoming season. I, I truly think that this sets up the season. Uh, and again, we're not even done. You still have two spots open. But I think it sets up uh, this season uh, to be another season that is special. And, and again, from the moment it tips off in Las Vegas versus USC, um, and it was announced that our opening game down in the Bahamas is going to be versus Providence, which is showing up. Uh, both Providence and Villanova showing up in some of these preseason two early top 25 games. Um, folks, it, it is going to be blockbuster uh, appointment watch television all through the non-con, unlike it was last year. Um, and it, it's going to be zero to sixty right from the start, and I could I could not be more excited for it. Um, that's all I have. Again, um, sorry, I I know this is not the most substantial, not a lot of substance to this one, but I I'm just so excited, so over the moon with this pickup, uh, that I wanted to share my excitement with all of you, especially since I was kind of saying, well. You know he he has he has a visit scheduled with Kentucky and Alabama, and sure enough, twelve hours later he committed to K State. Um, hey, let, let's have a uh, let's have another surprise commitment. Let's let's make me scramble and record another episode and grab another massive commitment. Let's let's get Reed to commit on the spot again. Uh, but that's all we have. Uh, we got the Dad Pod that will be coming to you guys on Monday. Going to record it on Father's Day with my father Kevin. Uh, if there's any questions you guys want me to ask him, uh, tweet at Bosco's boys. I'll include it in the outline. Um, otherwise, it'll be a fun conversation, kind of recounting uh, the season that was with K State. Looking forward to this next season. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, be on the lookout. Might be trying to get a guest, uh, very intimate knowledge, uh, very close with the basketball team. Uh, going to try to have that to you guys. Later in June. And then July. Heck we might just have to go to uh, twice a week in July. Kind of get my feet back under me. Before we go back to daily content. In August. And all football season long. 
So be on the lookout for all of that. Be on the lookout for uh, anything on Twitter. Uh, That's where you guys will see all the updates as always. So for my dog Chauncey, the best dog in the world, uh, who's crunching on some carrots during this episode, it may or may not have gotten picked up by the mic. If it did, you know, I'm sorry. Um, But for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, for Jerome Tang, the best recruiter in the world, We love you guys, and go Cats. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit Podcast Network.